0: Hello there, everyone. My name is Aaron Burr. Welcome to the We All Can Change podcast. Here I help others heal the earth to live a more fulfilled and healthier life. I like to keep things pretty lighthearted, so that's why I do all this in a non-extreme and not too serious way. Seriously. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 20, 2-0. Good Lord. Hey, today's episode, I have a special guest. Drum roll, please. I like crop in a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation scene or audio into here. (laughs) I'm actually not going to do that. I'm too lazy. Hey, today's episode is with Taylor Kramer of the Cold Shower Podcast. Taylor is all about change and personal growth. He highlights people's journeys and growth and does it really well. He has a very middle ground approach to things, which I can relate to super well. And, hey, we are both posting this episode. So what I encourage my listeners to do is go listen to this episode over at the Cold Shower Podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, and various other forms of podcast ingestion. Yeah, I just said ingestion. Okay, we're going to drop that word from now on. Yeah, go listen to his episode over there, and he's gonna be sending his people over here. Cool. I mean, you can you can do that if you insist on on not doing it. I understand. I guess sort of. Um, I won't judge you. If you're tuning in and you're from Taylor's podcast, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Okay, we're rolling. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming over, Taylor.
1: Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: You are the, the, the world's best podcast guest, bringing your own microphone, <laughs> own headphones. <laughs> hey, I'm
1: just trying to give off the idea that I'm prepared.
0: <laughs> well, just, just start off with talking about your, your podcast, because I already gave you an amazing podcast introduction, so everyone already knows you. Only good things, no bad things, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead, talk about the Cold Shower Podcast or whatever else you want to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'll just kind of intro myself a little bit. Um, I am a social worker by trade and then started this podcast. It's been going mm, for maybe just over a year, a year and a couple months since I started it. And like you said, it's called the Cold Shower Podcast. A little background on it is it stemmed from... You know, a lot of the discord and the disconnect that I was seeing take place, you know, centered around the 2016 election. I was getting really beat down uh, by social media and the interactions that I was seeing take place between people with, you know, some differing ideas. And I was getting upset and pissed off at people that I really wasn't talking to in person. And I determined that I could either get beaten down by that or try to put my own twist on some content and really just contribute to a larger conversation. And so that's what I've been trying to do the last year or so with this podcast is get a variety of people on. And I've actually been trying to work on my elevator pitch in terms of what the podcast is all about, you know, the last couple of weeks. And what I determined to be a good descriptor is that I facilitate beneficial conversation. And so whether that's covering an actual topic uh, that pertains to what's taking place in culture or society at the time, or just facilitating a beneficial conversation with a person that has some cool stuff to share. And it's been an absolute like blast interacting with a variety of people that have a variety of stories and experiences and wisdom that they want to share, and then just relaying that through a conversation
0: to the listeners at large. It's amazing, man. It sounds great. Oh, it's been awesome. <laughs> that was a good elevator pitch for sure. Hey, thanks. I don't know, it's a long <laughs> elevator ride. <laughs> um Yeah, it's it's really cool because I feel like most most issues in the world these days will be solved from people that are good with people, whether it be social work, social sciences, or psychology. Because I mean, you know, whether it be environmental science, statistics, economics, like we've already had those things to bring up issues, but it's really cool that you're, that you're here because you're a perfect person for it. Because I think, I think that's what people need and that's what the world needs for sure is people, people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I,
1: I appreciate that. And I've been, you know, pleasantly surprised we met. I don't know, 4 months ago or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. less than that probably even.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Anywhere from 2 to 4 months. And um, you know, I heard what the basis of your podcast was, and I'll be honest, I was thinking, okay, I'll listen to the first couple episodes and I'm probably going to get the get the gist of it and I don't know if it's going to sustain me. But you've been visiting a lot of different areas and topics and kudos to that because you know you're not uh content with just kind of staying in this one lane you're seeing the importance of branching out and then relating it back to your mission at large and so it's really cool
0: yeah well thank you i feel like there's importance to specializing but there's also i think these days importance to uh being the being good at a lot of different things. Yeah, well rounded. Yeah. For I know I sure. go back and
1: forth all the time of specializing <laughs> versus you know, being okay at a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you read you like see books that say specialize or die or um, well rounded or die, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's up for debate, so. Kinda depends. So yeah, you're I mean you're you're like either either you're running your podcast, which is basically a full-time job in itself, and then you're uh, doing social work. So you're constantly around people and you're diving into people. What is your, like what's your social work job entail? Like what's a day-to-day thing look like for you?
1: Yeah, so most of my days include a lot of education in terms of, um, I work for the Alzheimer's Association and so I'm educating people on dementia. So whether that's going to a public library and giving a presentation, a nursing facility, uh, training you know staff at a variety of facilities. That's most of what uh, takes up my days, is going and educating on different topics in regards to dementia. But I also will come in contact with people with dementia and work with them directly, or the people that are caring for people with dementia and, and helping them navigate what's a pretty difficult process with that. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. In the past, I've worked in a couple of different capacities um, centered around homelessness is a big one. So at first I was working with homeless families downstate in East Lansing, Michigan. And then I transitioned to the middle of the state in Mount Pleasant and I was working with homeless youth. So youth between the ages of 18 and 21 and trying to get them stable and on the right path
0: for life. Hmm. So you're facilitating change In this arena, then you're sort of, like, observing changes and growth and passion in your podcast arena, it seems like. Which is cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, man, I'm all about, like, individual stories and how that can lead to the greater change, a bigger Mm -hmm. change.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, I, I posted something a little while ago about statistics and how I think statistics do have their place, but it seems like for every statistic, there's a statistic that (laughs) rebuts that statistic. And I've always just found that there's truth in people's experiences, people's stories. And I place a lot of value in that. So in my social work career, I haven't directly changed thousands of people's lives, but I've for sure changed many individuals lives. And I've been able to witness it firsthand and it's, just fun it's it's rewarding it's cool yeah that's awesome
0: like have you have you noticed any pattern or recipe for people making changes whether it be um what you've heard in your podcast or like what you facilitated in um social work and if there's not really a pattern then that's fine too but
1: yeah i mean i think we all want to change ourselves sometimes um, I think we all do at some point whether it's consistent or not we see the need to grow and to change so that we can better adapt to the struggles that life's for sure gonna present and then the guarantee is that if you don't want to change yourself I promise that you for sure want to change one of your peers so whether that's your best friend or girlfriend a family member they're not acting the way that you want them to be acting or treating a situation the way that they should be. So we have these opinions about how people should change. And I found that like the most effective way to get people to change is first, try to gain some type of understanding of why they're behaving the way that they currently are. Try to gain an understanding of what their perspective is on the situation. And so if you disagree with someone politically, rather than just arguing, we have to find out, why their life has led them to that position that they're holding what they've experienced and from there if we can at least show them that we want to understand and want to listen to them and in some ways validate their opinion even if we don't agree with it but give it a little bit of validation they're going to be so much more willing to hear what we have to say and take in any advice that we might have so uh, eliciting change from from your peers or from the world has to start with just hearing them that's like been the one common factor i've found no matter what
0: Mm, that's good i like it well that'll certainly help a lot of readers or listeners of this i guess that's that's awesome with the podcast especially you know everyone has their own passion their own mission their own uh like their own life really um and so like what role do you think people that have separate passions from the environment which most of us do except for me pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone else uh everyone listening probably they like their their passion isn't first and foremost saving the planet mm-hmm. and so i mean what do you what do you think like what role do you think people have in the environment i mean should they like should they integrate um, their their passions with the environment or other things that they believe in and what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's, that was a good question. I think that we do all have a role to play um, and I've kind of alluded to this on my podcast before that um, I definitely understand the importance of needing to change in order to save our environment and one thing though while I have that awareness, one thing I need to take on is to just make these changes myself and i can't just rely on people like you to do it for me you live a much different lifestyle than i do and i am aware of that and while i may never match you in the changes that that you've made to your life in order to best protect our environment um you know what can i do and what am i willing to do and i think i have to move a little more forward on some of that stuff but i do think we all have a role and i think that this is something that if it hasn't already is going to continue to come to the forefront for people in terms of you know passion and can we utilize the specific passion that we have to better benefit the environment or the people that we're around so i do think we all have a role i think it's just a matter of coming to terms with what that role is and acknowledging it and then going from there
0: it's, it's tough for me to look at, like, other people that, that don't have the same passion as me yeah. and think, like, what is it like to not mm-hmm. just love to do this stuff? Or what is it like to have something else? Like, and so what, for me, what I can relate to is, is things with equality and social justice. I care about them. And I'm certainly not going to get in the way of that movement at all. Um, if anything, I'll get out of the way and hopefully join up in some sense. But I, I based on my actions, I haven't been going out of my way to be super involved mm-hmm. like I am in the environment. And so I feel like that's that's sort of maybe how it feels to other people about the environment. Is that kind of on track or...
1: I think so in your most recent episode, I think it was number eighteen. yeah it was like definitely much needed for me as I was on my way you know here to have this conversation with you but dude I totally get that like there's just always gonna be things that we're more passionate about than the next person I mean you think about the times maybe that you were playing sports when you were growing up and it's like why is my six foot five inch teammate? not better at basketball, <laughs> he should be awesome. Well, yeah, he doesn't care cute. about it. Maybe he, didn't, he wasn't passionate about basketball like you were. Um, and so there's always going to be those different levels of passion. Uh, and for me, one of the struggles, because I care so much about you know, social justice and hearing people's stories and trying to create some type of change on a larger scale from those stories, I, I sometimes find myself like projecting on other people Know what I've learned about those things, and I don't know if you're the same way, but if you just watch some video on the the newest thing that's happening in this space that that you're leading the charge on, or you just read a new article and you're just you know all worked up about it, and all of a sudden that passion was like lit all over again. (laughs) Sometimes you forget when you leave your front stoop that like not everybody read that article, Mm. and so you're holding these people to another standard that you have reached because you're engaged in it day after day. It almost takes up your thinking and your mind like every second of every day. And so in some sense, it's like unfair for us to hold people to that standard. But I don't think that that's a reason at all to not encourage people to reach the standard that we're at. And hey, if someone hasn't read as many books as I have on, you know, racism, equality, social justice, that's that part is fine but you know you better believe that through my podcast I'm going to be dragging some people along with me so they can get on board with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's great. I feel like yeah, I've, I with with what you said about um I guess getting people on board or showing them what's possible, there's the idea of taking things to an extreme, which which I've, you know, I've have I have several friends that are pretty extreme Mm environmentalist, um, which is good to show just how good of a life you can live while still being super environmental. And I mean, that's, that's like from my perspective, which some people, a lot of people look at me and they're like, wow, he's really environmentally friendly. But then I still, I still look at people and I'm like, wow, they're, yeah, they're environmentally friendly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's interesting for sure. I mean, and it's, it's just a, it's just something that I struggle with and like understanding how it would feel to be on the other side of.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't that important though? Like, you know, if you were to walk down the street in your neighborhood, you may, every person you walk by, you may be more environmentally friendly than every person that you walk by. But in your head, you still have these other people that like you're looking up to. And so to me, what that says is if there's people that I'm looking up to, then I'm someone that other people are looking up to. So yeah, playing the role that you need to be playing while trying to you know, reach higher levels, I mean, that's how we improve ourselves but also lead to greater improvement from our peers too. Yeah,
0: and so that's a, that's a good point. I mean, I feel like you're never done with improving, mm-hmm. right? You shouldn't be. Some no. people stop. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but environment or social justice or quality... I don't think it ever stops, so that's a good point. Mm-hmm. There is always someone that you can look up to, or or even pass in, and not that it's not that it's a competition, but yeah, I mean, because like I'll like if I had the opportunity to go volunteer at like like a garden or a homeless shelter, I'd probably pick the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's terrible because I mean, I to me to me like it almost feels like the garden can wait and the people need help right now, but I'm more energized and excited about the the garden or the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that if I had the opportunity, like with, that, like with my plans in the future, what I'm thinking of, I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to like incorporate like, okay, anything environmental I'm going to do, it's also going to lift, hopefully lift people out of poverty or, Affect discriminated groups or, or what have you. So there's that there's that part of me. So I'm not all bad, but, yeah. but there's um there's a part of me that like it's not my number one thing. You right. know. But but that's I mean, that would probably be different if I wasn't a white male. Right. <laughs> but I
1: mean, we can only do what we can do too, and yeah. so we're all in some sense where we're supposed to be, and you're filling. You know your niche right now and it's important because i'm not doing it i'm not doing what you're doing mm. um and other times where we can dip into other areas yeah for sure but you know i know that we both have separate missions too and we always want to keep those kind of at the center of everything that we're doing and so for you your mission is always going to come back to the environment whether you start spending hours and hours volunteering at a homeless shelter mm. You're still going to be finding ways to try to connect that back to your core mission and that's okay like we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing i
0: think Hmm. it's true it's a good way to put it that kind of perfectly transitioned into my next question so thanks for doing that yeah of course man i know you did that on purpose
1: oh yeah we're two hosts (laughs) like we know
0: in each other's mind. Going down in history as the best <laughs> podcast episode ever. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I say that with every guest on here, but let's not well, talk about that. Now you really mean it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean like like creatives as in uh, me and you or, or you know, art or anything creative, like what, what role do what space do creatives um have in in world change like will they will they be the leaders or do you think it'll be more businesses you know public speakers business people what do you think I mean what what space do you think we play
1: dude this is an awesome <laughs> question like this question gets me fired up because part of why I love and respect creative so much is that there's some underlying mission that each of us have so if that's you know being a painter there's some type of passion that's underlying doing that painting. Like I think to be a good painter or artist, there's money involved. There's money transactions involved if you're selling your art, but your art is not going to be as good unless you're passionate about that. I don't think you're going to be able to pass off your creative project to a consumer unless it's something that you know, you're know you really into. Mm. Um, and so initially like, the role that creatives can play is just simply that I think we're fueled by passion and passion is something that can really create a lot of change. Um, I think too, if we're speaking like generationally, so I'm um, a millennial and then the generations that are coming after millennials, there's this shift that we're not really, um, we don't value the dollar quite as much. So maybe previous generations would leave a job for a $2 an hour raise us, we may be less likely to do that as long as we believe in the mission of the place Mm. that we're working for currently. So we want to have that innate value in what we're doing. And I think it's fun to think about as we're all coming of age and we're going to become the consumers and we're going to be the ones driving the market. Like what, what action are we going to force from these big companies? These big companies can't fool us. They can't sell us crap and not ask us or not have us asking them like, hey, how did you produce that? Where did you source that from? Where did you do all this? How did, you, how did this product come to be? Hmm. So they're going to have to get really good at lying, which I don't <laughs> think is going to work, or they're going to have to actually create new practices that you know, might be better for the environment. And we really are going to force businesses to take ownership of the products that they're putting out in the world and how they're creating those products. And I think that as a whole, you know, generationally we have a ton of passion and we place a lot of value on transparency and things like that. And so back to the question about what role do creatives have, I think creatives are are living that just in their every, like it's, Melded into their being that's what they're all about like I'm not kidding when I tell people this is you know my job is as a social worker but literally all I can think about is my podcast it's all (laughs) I think about I think about the next person I think about the next conversation I think back to what I should have done better like and I'm not saying it even in an unhealthy way because I think the conversations that I'm having are healthy and they're making me a better person so it's not an unhealthy obsession at least not yet (laughs) <laughs> but like it's all I care about it's that's my, awesome man you know it's my number one driver and I think that you're the same way like if you've truly become this person who is so conscious of how they're impacting the environment and how you can improve the environment like that doesn't just stop you know you're not mm-hmm. just like blocking off an hour a day to do that it's, some, it's who you are yeah. and being a creative that someone who is a creative that's who you are and if you can use your creativity as being exactly who you are as a person, then you're going to be creating some type of change. You're going to be a major driver of change. And it's a great platform to have, I think.
0: Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, we're We're basically like, well, you more, you more so. Cause you're, you're more of a veteran now. Well, well, no, you're like active duty. I'm like, I'm like in, in boot camp still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're doing it. If
1: you're talking about podcasting, you're doing it.
0: That's true. Uh, but we'll, like, we're like we and everyone else like are the faces of of our generation and, and generations to come to 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 basically, I mean, influence millions of people that are scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or iTunes or Apple Podcasts to like see. Um, how they want to live their life. And I think you're right. I think, I think passion is contagious um, in the sense of uh, being motivated to do something in your life or or finding something to be motivated for. I mean, do you, do you think, I'm trying not to tip back in my chair, I almost did. <laughs> oh, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. Um, you're aware of it. Yeah, I am. Self-awareness, I tell you what. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough to, to just... Because we certainly... I, I'm glad you brought up Generations because I'm actually um, writing an episode right now to record, like, tomorrow morning yeah. that'll be out this week, which is, by the time people are listening to this, will be last week, All right. about Generations and Generation Gaps. Like, how how do you think... Like, cause you, you've probably, you've probably talked to all sorts of different generations mm-hmm. and whether it be millennials or, or older or maybe even younger, like, how do you think, how do you think we should go about, I guess, re- acknowledging those differences or, or, uh, saying that, Hey, this is how we're doing things, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, man, dude, you have awesome <laughs> questions. I Like, I mean that, um, this is something that I've thought a lot about. And I think actually one of the first episodes I did by myself was where I was talking about generations and I kind of was trying my best to go up to bat for my generation as a millennial. We get a lot of, a lot of hatred and whether it's a joking manner or it's, or it's real, I, um, you know, I wanted to present in some way, like Millennials in a positive light, but also force us to look at maybe some of the flaws of our generation and and put those in check and What I've determined like my view is on generations and how we relate to one another is that if Generations are doing their job What what we should be is we should be a product of all the good traditions of previous generations So things that they did right that we wanted to carry on so am I doing some of the, the positive things? Am I implementing some of the positive things that my dad's generation did well? Am I carrying that on to then pass on to my future children? You know, hopefully. Am I able to acknowledge the mistakes that a previous generation made and, and saying, okay, well, i got to cut that out. I'm not going to pass that on because that's important. Um, and then am I able to create some positive things at, at the present time too? And see if the generation coming behind me can implement some of the things that I've made. So really, I think the role of generations is just to like minimize the screw-ups from previous generations, carry on the things that they did well, and then create your own positive change that other generations can use. Um, in order to relate to one another, though, it's very hard because it seems like every generation thinks they're the best generation and every previous generation is just like, cannot believe how badly, you know, in this case, how badly millennials are screwing up all the great things that previous Mm. generations did. And I do that in air quotes Um, because no generation has been perfect. And in, in some sense, despite all our flaws as millennials, we're having to clean up a lot of messes from previous generations and it would be real helpful if those previous generations would acknowledge their screw ups and we need to make sure that we do that you know in turn as well so there some people have to really check themselves and ask you know what am i responsible for can i acknowledge it and how can i fix it and then just making sure that the positive stuff you're taking with you
0: yeah let's let's definitely acknowledge that We've basically shut down shopping malls and retail mm-hmm. stores. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've just been like looking into, um, like millennials or or Generation Z is right before us or right, you yeah. know, right after us.
1: I think Gen X was before oh, us. Okay, yeah. Gen yeah, yeah. Z is after after. Us. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and the differences, and you you mentioned being more motivated by a mission or a passion or yeah, I guess like a company's values more than Mm -hmm. like a, like a pay raise. Um, and that's, that's pretty huge. That's, that's what kept coming up for me as well in my research. And yeah, so it's a part of it is like you said, sweeping up, sweeping up all the dirt from previous generations, Mm -hmm. but it is tough when obviously multiple generations, coexist with each other in one society (laughs) (laughs) well imagine a world where it's just like like just millennials or just like one generation at a time that'd be kind of weird Mm -hmm. um but because where would we learn i guess right yeah um yeah it's interesting for sure
1: it is man and i think too about like the one thing i've thought about is we're coming up pretty close to like when all the uh, veterans that were active in world war ii are gonna pass away Mm -hmm. and so that's something that i think that's just such a cool generation not to say that they didn't have mistakes you know Mm -hmm. whatever they left us economically or whatever it might have been environmentally but like just that in terms of history is a big thing like when we lose that generation and so I guess I should also add, like, we need to have an appreciation for previous generations, too. Like, they all did something right. They all have made it possible for us to be here. So, we should appreciate them as well, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess winning World War II is kind of okay. Undefeated.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zero for one? <laughs> or oh, wait, no. How do you say that? I don't really know. Two and all? Two, <laughs> yeah. two and all, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I guess shifting back to your personal self what what are your challenges with making environmental changes uh in your life and if i mean if you're if you're just starting out um that's okay but anything that you've noticed already yeah what's been hard for you
1: yeah and i don't know if i'll be like specific enough to answer this question like you know i really struggle because i throw my candy wrappers on the ground (laughs) like um (laughs) No, but, like, to me, the struggle, like, with any major change is just the intentionality that it requires. So, you know, we do live in, like, a major consumption culture. Like, everywhere Mm. we look, we're able to consume something, and then a lot of times there's just this remnant left behind. So whether that's in the form of plastic or pollution or whatever it is, Um Like, I'm very much a part of that. I'm so guilty of that. Like, everywhere I go, I'm consuming, I'm consuming, just like everybody else is in the world. (laughs) And it's like, you know, to make a change, you just have to be super intentional, because it's so easy to consume. And when I want to make a positive change, it's not happening naturally. It's something that I have to think about. And then usually what accompanies that thought is, "Oh, this is going to kind of suck. You know, and yeah. then you have to decide whether to go through with it still or take the easy route. And mm. so I'm just like anybody else where it's just hard to be that intentional. Mm. And I think to be effective, it requires a ton of intentionality. So I don't know if that was like a detailed
0: no, no. answer, but that's, that's really good because I don't feel like not a lot of people talk about that or maybe think of it in that way. I feel like people don't think about making changes just on a on like a personal, more like thought out level, like they're thinking of the action and like, and like what I'm gonna lose, how I'm gonna do this, what I'm gonna gain, but if you just think about thinking about things, mm-hmm. like like how you how you operate your day to day stuff, intentionality is huge, and just putting in the thought, I think is is really big. I mean, I I talk about that with um, waste because like what you know waste like plastic waste paper all these things while they may they may not be huge at all like like if if i were going to tell you to like if you if you told me hey i only have time to focus on one thing mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna t- tell you to focus on your plastic waste because it's not it's not huge it's not a big thing it's just popular and it's just cool right now for some reason well because it's easy (laughs) yeah like
1: that's one of the easiest parts is yeah for sure like at least the recycling portion of it people have really gotten on board with Mm -hmm. and i i have too because i can do that you mean i can still get my amazon shipment and i'll throw the plastic in the recycle bin as well as the box and all of a sudden like i just erased you know the way that I received that product. Like I yeah. think that that's how people think. That's how yeah. I think sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, it's definitely an easy route. But I mean, if you if you came up to me, I mean, I probably wouldn't say do that. I would probably say do something else that's more impactful. But I think I think what's good about it is that it brings up like how you I guess how you behave because like if you you know if you if you reduce your waste you're probably going to be reducing your waste in other forms whether it be wasting your mileage driving which is way bigger than anything else mm. wasting your you know your miles flying um, you know wasting your food or or like how much how many animal products you eat i feel like it has a huge domino effect which with waste and so that's it's part of the reason that i did waste as like my, my first episode mm-hmm. not because it's what I steward as like zero waste or anything. I actually hate zero waste. <laughs> but but uh it it has ripple effects for sure, and so it's a good thing to start with. And that I mean that all comes back to the intentionality thing for sure, is is just like having the ideas in your head and, and thinking, Oh, you know, what's like let's go out to dinner, what's something that's that I can enjoy and that tastes really good, but maybe has less of a carbon footprint or what, or what have you, or that just aligns with my values personally. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. It's a good point. Any, anything you don't like about the environmental movement? I'm kind of, I'm kind of back on my track now. It's great. Yeah. No.
1: I, <laughs> this was like, I mean, this is kind of a tough question because yeah. it's, it's a very noble movement. Mm-hmm. Like it's needed. Yeah. I, and I understand that, um, you know, but like with anything, any type of movement or view, I think we're all kind of judged on like the representatives that are the most extreme. So like, do, do liberals really hate conservatives or do they just hate like the far, far right conservatives? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you know, we're all judged on, on the extremes. And um, so I think that where I draw issue with would just be, you know, people that point out the flaws of others without offering up any constructive ways of fixing it. Yeah. And we all love to do that. And the one thing that I was reminded of from one of my past guests is like, he said, he thinks of social media as like entering an arena. So think of like a gladi- gladiatorial arena, you know, you're going in there and it's like a death match every day and, and you're putting yourself out there And we're all these individuals that are like entering that arena. And then do we choose to go to battle with Joe Schmo who posted this meme (laughs) that we don't agree with? Well, then that's when we decide, like, do we go to battle with them? And then everybody else who can see that post are just people in the stands, like ready to throw tomatoes at us. Mm. And it's a tough spot to be when you're in that arena. But it's really, really easy to be one of those people that's about to throw the tomato and, and just completely break somebody down for their views. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like my number one issue is that I'm someone, because I focus so much on like encouraging others and trying to draw the best out of people, um, I also need people to do that to me. Otherwise, I lose interest like really fast. And that's why I've appreciated your podcast is because it does that. Like it offers, you know, criticism, constructive criticism, but ideas about how to best implement change And, you know, so I guess what I like least about the environmental movement is something that you're avoiding. And that's, you know, you're actually providing a bit of beacon Perfect for people to, yeah, you're a perfect dude.
0: (laughs) 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 That works out well then. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that typically internally, this still happens with me for sure, as far as judging people or like getting pissed off about what people are doing. Like I'll see posts about um, just like things going wrong, whether it be businesses or governments just making shitty decisions. And I'll like almost, I'll almost share it or I'll almost just, you know, it's, it's just like, it's really just like negative, like hurtful stuff to like an individual that, you know, it's like, it's just not worth my time. But I, there's a, I mean, pretty much every day I I almost share things that are just like, degrading people yeah. you know um and it, it takes a lot to just be like no you know I'll, I'll be cool off like just cool off like give it three minutes and i'll f- mm-hmm. fucking forget about yeah. it anyways <laughs> it's
1: it's so weird dude because especially like you know in the age of memes and these quick sound bites and doctored videos and mm. all this stuff it's like it's super easy to just share something that's gonna really have glossed over some important, like, facts that should be involved in what you're sharing, but also doing some serious harm to people and making them feel less than. But it's almost like in order to predict how that's going to impact someone, we have to, like, morph into this other person and try to gain an understanding of, you know, what that would look like if we did share it and that's like impossible to do. Yeah. So, so usually you're just better off not posting it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Yeah, it's like here's my angle on this, really degrading uh like meme or whatever and let me explain myself yeah. so that no one can hurt me back, right. um which never works. Oh, no, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's huge, man. I feel like in this in this day and age, um especially with politics, it's it's like back and forth, this side or that when I mean To get anything done, you have to be, you have to be, like, meeting, like, getting both sides to meet you, like, in the middle, whether it be the environment or or social justice. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen, you know, like, how people react to to these things and how people want, like, what makes people want to change, and it's certainly not guilting them into these things, for sure.
1: No, it's not, and it's been proven, like in terms of arguments that take place when one person's trying to convince another person of something just by engaging in that type of argument, you're literally, it's been proven you're entrenching them further in what they believe because (laughs) all you're doing is getting them on the defensive and you're never giving them a chance to actually entertain Mm. what you believe. And if someone is just backpedaling the whole time, Mm when you're coming at them, all you're doing is just like driving them further into what they already think. Yeah. And so we have to find like alternate ways of, of having this conversation. If we feel that our mission is important enough. Mm. And that's what I always find so frustrating about the, about social media is these people that don't understand that. And I'm guilty of it still. Like I try to be as middle of the road as I can while still holding on to my core values. Um, and it still happens like as someone who says that they're very aware of, of this but it's like these people who fail to fail to realize like if you think that your belief is so important and it's going to just be so beneficial to everyone if everyone believed what you believe the world would be a better place good for you like you <laughs> you know that's that's important to hold on to something that tightly but to further that mission you better figure out how to get it across to people without pushing them away and that's something that like we all need to work on at large yeah.
0: No, it takes a lot of maturity and i don't know emotional intelligence i guess mm-hmm. to to be able to like get fired up about something and not just like blow up about it yeah it's so much easier <laughs> to blow up so it, it irritates me like i pretty much i pretty much have to follow these hashtags on instagram like climate change or environment Mm -hmm. and like i I pretty much avoid following vegan hashtags because it's just the worst it's so bad it's like it's like these posts they're like they're like either either it's just like depressing you know slaughterhouses or something Mm -hmm. or it's like depressing things like just calling out Mm non-vegans and like i it honestly like sometimes i'm on there like like Pretty much, pretty much rooting for the other side, like yeah. the, quote unquote the other side, which mm-hmm. is most people in the world. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good example
1: to use because there's so much polarization that comes with it, yeah. and like the media just feeds on polarization. People love polarization. Yeah. They love dramatics. And one of the best, um, you know, non examples of that polarization is my buddy Logan Call, and he's been on the podcast multiple times, and he's a vegan chef, and he's decided like you know, I'm not going to engage in any of those slaughterhouse videos or any of that stuff. Instead, I am going to make delicious food that yeah. a lot of meat eaters would enjoy if they would give it a try. And he's, so he's posting these pictures of the stuff that like, like I love meat, mm. but it's making my mouth water. Yeah. And he's also saying, listen, if you're someone who eats meat, that's fine, but own that position, have, have arrived at that position through thought first and considering Mm -hmm. my point of view and i think that that's really important is that you know as people maybe arrive at their opinions even if they don't align with where we would want them to be let's at least give them credit for getting there and putting the work in to have gotten there and i think we all need to to take into account you know what opinions do we have and have we kind of earned those opinions by considering mm. the other side first? So that's another little saying that I've thrown on the past no. too, is like earning your opinion. So if you have yeah. an opinion about something, you better put a couple hours into thinking why you why you have that opinion.
0: That's huge. Yeah, that's that's massive. I never like I've, you know, those ideas have come up, but like never thought out. Like you just basically explained. That's yeah. amazing. That's oh, a, that's a really good uh, that's a really good way to put it. Because um, I feel like. Yeah, the world would look a whole lot different if people thought about like why they're doing what they're mm-hmm. doing, like finding their why, right? Yeah, because I mean, most people, most I mean, most people like know, know, know the facts, but they're going about their day, right? <laughs> or maybe they don't and they haven't arrived and they haven't actually arrived, they're just kind of doing how they were raised or, yeah, or what have you. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the world would look different for sure if people thought about mostly everything. Yeah, that's intense. That's cool. I it love would.
1: it. And like you mentioned, you know, how you were raised. So I think about the relationship I have with my parents, like there's a lot of views that don't parallel mommy and daddy's, mm. but there are some that do. And so I have had to make sure like the ones that do parallel mom and dad, have I considered those too? Mm. You know, did I arrive at those the proper way? Mm. And do they align because it's something that I've actually taken ownership of? Because the ones that you don't align with, with your mom and dad on or, or however you were raised, those are the, the ones that you have put thought into because you had to break away from something that was familiar to you. Um, but if you're going to hang on to any of those pieces, you also should take ownership of those and arrive at those correctly because um, you know, we want to, like I said, earn those opinions. And if we believe in something enough, we're going to give it more substance by having gotten there through
0: thought. Mm. And it's so it's so tough to let go of of those attached like day-to-day things or, or feelings or or thoughts. You know, it's it's tough to, to say, hey, man, maybe this isn't me mm-hmm. anymore. Like maybe this is still my parents there's some things in my life for sure that I'm, I am literally avoiding questioning because Thinking it's just about, like, yeah. it just sounds like so much work. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just yeah. like, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already so, I'm just like already doing so much. It's like, Oh, that'd be so much to just change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it has to happen if you want to progress. And I'm sure that's what you've seen with mm-hmm. your podcast and, and with people in your life. And, and I, yeah, I've, I've, I've obviously like met people, but, but you're like constantly digging deep into people's journeys and passions. And so that's, that must be amazing to see like how they've arrived to where they are and, and maybe even to see like what they need to improve on and what they know they need to improve on. That's pretty incredible. Yeah.
1: It's, I mean, it's awesome. And it's honestly like my pleasure. Like I get so much out of doing the podcast Like I I say that I'm trying to shed a light on other people's stories, but also what's, you know, the dirty little secret is that like I'm just benefiting so much from those conversations. And if you can, this is like just good advice for the listeners too, is if you feel like you don't have quality relationships or there's no substance to the people that you're interacting with each day, you know, some people are just kind of empty. Maybe they don't have a lot that they want to say or a lot to contribute because they haven't owned where they're at, Mm. but we should at least be giving them a chance to speak. And we do that through asking questions or, or seeing how they're doing and trying to engage them in some type of conversation. And that's just good practice for every single person, not just people that have a podcast, but people that are going to the office and seeing the same people, you know, Janice down the hallway, she's super boring. (laughs) <laughs> but have you really ever taken a chance to listen to her? Yeah, Maybe true. she has seen some crazy stuff that she wants to share with you. And so putting other people in a position to share if they want to is, I think, really important.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, th- I feel like Janice might be on a roller derby team or something, you know, Dude, something, something badass. I think you're probably right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> taking, taking on the patriarchy <laughs> right? or something like that, you know. <laughs> Sounds like what a Janice would do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's super cool man I mean you you kind of talked about as far as far as like challenges with making changes I mean what like what what's on what's in the future for you as far as the environment what are you trying to um what are you trying to focus on you think for the future if if anything really in your head right now and it's okay like if you're taking a break from from everything like I like I just said about digging into some things mm-hmm. about. Is it me or is it my parents? Like I'm kind of, it's kind of on hold. Um, yeah. Like, what's? Do you have anything in the future for you? Like, what are you trying to change?
1: Man, I don't know. I think I'm. I need to still do some wrestling mm. about that, and I'm. I'm lucky that I have some resources like you and and a couple other people who have really delved into this topic and done some research and could help me. You know, be most effective, because I think what you know, if I'm being honest, what I want is to have as big of an impact as possible without really having to truly alter my life a whole lot. Mm. And isn't that just like, I'm just being honest and classic millennial. Best, yeah. Right. Is that how we all are? Um, but you know, maybe with me, something that I need to come to terms with is like using my podcast to highlight people like you that have more knowledge mm. on the, on the topic. So, you know, I have plans to get someone from flow. So for the love of water to come talk about, you know, the pipeline and what issues that poses and how best to attain sustainability with our water sources and stuff like that. Um, So I think that that's something that, that I'll definitely do is start to feature more people that have this information. Cool. And then... I think I'm just going to be asking you questions of what I can do better to be honest because <laughs> I have a lot good. that I need to improve on. Sure.
0: <laughs> we'll do another episode so that yeah. we can just dig deep. But all, cool. I mean ultimately like like I've said in the past with with the other episode we were doing um you were doing I feel like honestly it's it's just like whatever you're passionate about, whatever you care about, like if you're not, you know, if you're if you don't really care about food or you don't care like you don't care about waste like just pick something you are excited about and then if it's if it's from like one of the top three things whether it be you know transportation or diet or like your house or you know land use population um if it's one of those things great because those are huge like if i if you were asking what's one thing i should do it'd probably be from that list um because it's just like so much bang for your buck. You know, mm-hmm. like, like that's what I'm all about. I'm not, a, I'm not about doing a million things to have like uh, maybe a good impact. I'd rather have like three things sort of change in my life that uh, have a huge impact. That's yeah. way more efficient. Mm-hmm. Harder, not, or a work smarter, not harder. Correct. I almost said harder, not smarter. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people doing that, yeah. including myself. Yeah. So you talked about intentionality with, um, Environmental changes, and that's that may be even a tip for you. And that kind of leads to my next question: is like, do you have any tips for making changes in general? Because I mean, that can just be applied to anything, and especially the environment for sure. Um, any tips other than I guess you can you can also touch on intentionality again if you want.
1: Well, I think I think a lot of the issue with people when they're wanting to make some type of change, so whether that's like personal health or environment. Um, is just starting, and I'm that same exact way. Like once the ball gets rolling, like I can do that. Life is good, you know. Mm. Um, the train is moving, but it's getting it started. That's difficult. And so, you know, the example I gave earlier of why my podcast even started is that I I was spurred by 2015, 2016 when people were mad at each other, mm. and I wanted to combat that somehow. And so I think it can be useful. I'm not a huge fan of like daily motivation you know i'm not someone that subscribes to a bunch of sound bites on instagram of these guys screaming at you telling you to go work out and stuff like that like like i i like to work out but it's
0: look pretty jacked dude oh thanks
1: (laughs) but it's like it's more of a habit now and it's something that um was developed but i think it started with motivation Hmm. and so in terms of like the environment is if it's the picture of the sea turtle getting the straw pulled out of his nose and if that pisses you off and and makes you you know change your lifestyle i think that that's cool if it's the duck covered in oil in a dawn commercial and that upsets you cool um if it's you know videos of the the pipeline and how it just simply looks like it's about to break <laughs> that's great um if that can sustain you long term That's awesome. I don't know if it can, Mm. but I think what motivation can do in some of those shocking things that I mentioned is motivation can get you started. And then while you're motivated, if you can continue to educate yourself, continue to learn, gather more information, then that's what's going to like lead to the, the sustainability of your efforts. And I think that, you know, that's what's going to have to happen with me too, is through conversations like this, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna be motivated. I'm gonna be feeling great. It might not last Mm -hmm. through the year, so I have to continue to be feeding that uh, through gathering of information, staying educated, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I feel I feel like that's very in line with what I try and say is is those those things like negative or not. You know, looking at like a duck covered oil or something. Those things, along with you know helping animals, I guess those are all animals helping animals, or, you know, diet for your health, or I don't know, like more fulfillment. Those are all like whys. And so those are like finding your why behind making an environmental change. And you're right, that isn't is that isn't an initial thing um, which you'll have to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't think it's a let's hit you with these like is every single day, you yeah. know, like that, that would be too much. Like you'd be like, okay, I know, I get it. Like I get why I'm doing this. Um, it's, it's great to have it to fall back on and to be like, okay, God, what am I, why am I doing this? You know, two, two years later. And then it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I hate looking at, um, a bunch of oil spills. Like I don't mm-hmm. prefer that. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's a good why, Yeah. but it's not, um, yeah sustainable for lack of a better word right yeah. <laughs> that's huge man for sure so yeah with the with these guest episodes it's been turning out to be me questioning in the in the beginning and then you questioning at the end um so if you have any questions hey let's flip it over to you dude
1: all right yeah i got a couple <laughs> um i guess is there like some current issue that maybe gives you the most pause or makes you the most angry in terms of how people as a whole are treating the planet?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, like, like angry about, yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I think, I think you were asking, you're probably asking about like what bad thing angers, angers me the most. Yeah. But honestly, um, it's bad to say, but but what irritates me the most is that is the whole recycling zero mm-hmm. waste thing. To be honest, which is a good thing. It is it is good. I don't <laughs> it feels I feel so bad talking so much shit about recycling, mm-hmm. but but uh, but it but that does honestly irritate me the most because it's just like it's just like why? Well, I know why it's more popular, but it's like. There's so many things that I'd rather be popular than, than like recycling. Mm-hmm. And everyone always asks me or talks about um, recycling when they hear about my podcast. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, I mean, I started recycling, and and I'm and you know, it is great. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a good step. Like I said, um, but it does irritate me that people stop there. I guess. Yeah, um, I get that for sure. Also, uh, another another irritable thing is also kind of on i guess quote unquote environmental sides like as far as as far as liberals go and, and and democrats party and political wise um i guess we've apparently been coined sort of on the environmental side right or definitely definitely on the environmental side when in reality like totally not i mean the Regulation wise, like sure, you know, they won't probably get in the way or they will come up with regulation. But then at the end of the day, like Democrats are still lying in their pockets with oil money mm. and still investing in all these things. And either they know or they haven't looked into it. You know, and yeah. so that, that that certainly fires me up the most, I guess, in a bad way, uh, because I mean, their mouths are saying one thing and then whether they know or not, they should know, mm-hmm. um, they're doing other things, you know? So whether it be like, even, even, you know, corporations that don't have a direct, like they're not directly like an oil company or a natural gas company, they may be JP Morgan chase or something else that, you know, funds Fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So there's the some end. tie that not yeah. everybody's aware of. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so that I guess those two things irritate me the most, and coincidentally, they're on, I guess, my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I guess that that's that's kind of always how I how I've been is is I've been critiquing my own side because that's I think what you need mm-hmm. um, to make changes for the yeah. world for sure. Yeah, I think I mean,
1: that that's like your way of taking ownership.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I that's that's pretty much how everything started is is um I mean the why behind everything has been the environmental movement is dreary, it's depressing, it's pretty hypocritical, like I just said. I think for 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 a successful mission save the planet, it has to be positive and laid back and, mm-hmm. and fun and personally beneficial, yeah. fulfilling and healthy, whatever. Yeah. So I mean it's I guess I guess that's since that's the reason I started this, it makes sense for those to be the main mm-hmm. drivers of my anger. <laughs> yeah. <I> get it? <laughs> and then it's all I guess. Also, third thing is is going to be definitely the you know backing people into a corner, like like seeing like oh you know you're you're a registered conservative, you're a registered Republican, you know like man, you must hate the environment, mm-hmm. you know even though. Even though Republicans historically have been the champions of the environment, um, yeah. it's that that makes me mad too. Mm-hmm. Is that people don't because that doesn't get anything done whatsoever, right. yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Uh, I I got another question, mm-hmm. and maybe we could go back to like the elevator pitch. So here I am, Taylor, getting in the elevator with you, the all American guy, like you know beef eating, couple of Amazon shipments a week, drive probably an average of like forty miles a day. Um, but I do recycle, like what would you, (laughs) you know, what would be your quick, like 30 second, you can go longer than that though. This is your podcast. Like what would be, what would you tell me Mm -hmm. in terms of how I can, you know, make the most impact in an environmental Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. The best impact.
0: Yeah. I would, I would say that, man, it's big, it's big to think about. It's a little woo woo to think about, but everything that you do and that everything that you enjoy or have a passion for it's going to be impacted by the environment for sure literally anything you sure like the like the chain is maybe longer in some spaces where it's like this affects this well, this affects this well, this will affect golfing you know or something like that you know like whatever yeah. whatever you care about and that i mean that that might be family or or skiing, or I don't know, basketball, I guess, you know, all these things you care about, what you love, the people you love, they'll be impacted. And so if you you know, it's what I would first start with, I would first start with, like, what do you like, what do you like to do? Like, what do you care about? Um, and then I, would, I guess I would build on that mixed with what are you excited about as far as you know, maybe entertaining the idea of changing for the, for the better of the planet for your own health. Um, cause ultimately those things go hand in hand. So I would lead with that. I would second with, Hey, you know, th- these things have impacted me personally in a, in a way of health, in a way of fulfillment. Um, and it, obviously, it impacts the people around you, the people you love, and the planet. So, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, want to do those mm-hmm. things? And so, I mean, that's that's what I lead with. I, honestly, when people ask me what everything is, I lead with why. Um, taking it from from Seth Godin, but mm-hmm. but because uh, <laughs> he he talks about like leading with your why, like sell your why, and mm-hmm. that's how like Apple succeeded and yeah. all these all these huge successful successful companies they're leading with like why they're doing it um so yeah it's a super long answer probably like three minutes more than three like seconds a 300
1: but... floor skyscrapers that's <laughs> yes, right
0: we're going up to the top yeah. where my uh, you know where my condo is anyway yeah, so right. <laughs> yeah. making a lot of money off this podcast i with tell the, you what
1: with the rooftop
0: garden <laughs> yeah, hey hey that's right i i uh i forced the condo or the apartment complex to to put it in just for me. There you go. Man. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> the Patreon page is blowing up.
1: Oh, dude! <laughs> I'm glad somebody's is.
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, what's? Go back to like what? What's your elevator pitch again for for your podcast? What do you say?
1: So I guess uh, you know, or I kind or,
0: of a- or is, sorry, like what? What would like if I I came to you, and I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm like fresh out of high school. I haven't given it one thought to uh, anything. Like I, I, you know, I'm basically my my parents' poster child. Like Mm -hmm. my like their creation. Yeah, you haven't
1: really thought for yourself yet.
0: Yeah, like what would you? I mean, what would you say to for me to start out or to make changes? I guess. So I,
1: I think like. You know, again, a lot of what I'm centered around is just like considering other people's views. Um, not that we have to arrive in agreement with them, but at least considering it. Um, so I, I like to have like these little phrases. And a couple of the ones that I've really been trying to live by is, is choosing growth. So society really, honestly, the way that it's been developed at least in this country kind of wants us to just be a consumer to be super comfortable with where we're at like they don't care about our personal growth they don't care really if we're a good person as long as we're just continuing to buy things and and going to work and paying our taxes and all that stuff but in order to achieve a different level of of personal growth to where you can kind of go to bed at night and be like you know what I think I became a little bit better of a person. Mm. I got a little bit smarter today. I considered some things I hadn't before. Is that we have to be intentional again in doing that. And so that means I'm choosing to pick up a book instead of watching whatever for the third time. Um, I'm not going to look at my phone quite as much and I'm going to you know go for a hike or whatever it is. The things that are contributing to us becoming a better person, so we have to choose to do those things because society is not going to facilitate that on its own. Mm. And then the other one would just be in relation to you know, how we're interacting with other people is that there's truth to everybody's struggle. So it's a quote that I have written on my podcast recording, my studio table, is truth to everyone's struggle. And there are idiots in this world. There are people that do stupid stuff. But are they doing stupid stuff because you know, of the way that they were raised or some trauma that they experienced or whatever it was? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had clients that... I wouldn't trust them alone in a room with my wife, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't mean that I don't care about them. It, it doesn't mean that um, I'm not going to consider the fact that maybe they were abused as a kid. Mm-hmm. And and are they at this point because of some things that have happened to them? And of course there's always a point where we may just have to cut people off. Like you're not getting any better. I can't trust you any more than I could years ago. Then yeah, like cut those people out because they're going to hold you back. But You know, we have to consider why people are the way that they are. And then from there, we can determine, you know, do we want them in our lives? You know, is there any alignment that we have with them? Can we agree with them on anything? Um, But just you're going to really be doing a lot of people a service by just admitting that there is truth to everybody's story and the struggles that everybody's story has involved. I don't care if you were born into a family of billionaires, like you still have had Mm. some type of struggle. And whether that's, you know, as valid as the struggle of someone who was born in poverty, I don't know. But there's been a struggle there at some point. So let's consider it. 18-year-old Aaron.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There you go. 18 years old. Yeah, I guess that is the age coming out of high school. I forgot I said that. (laughs) I'm like, wait, does he think I'm 18? No, no. No, that's huge, man. I I think that goes back to like not backing people in a corner because of their political choice or because of their, how they look or how they act, you know, if they, if they're like into, into designer clothes and that, man, that makes, that, that means they must not really care about the environment. Cause that means they're probably just like an over consumer. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's all these things that like, man, well, first of all, like they're not, they're not that bad. Um, and then second of all, they're just like different. They've been raised up different. Yeah and man it's different it's different for sure because i feel like if you came to people and said hey do you want to change like do you want to change i feel like most people would say yes maybe because they're afraid to say just be like no or um they actually do like want to improve like mm-hmm. do you want to improve your life i feel like most people do it's just about starting or it's just about showing up yeah and i think that's huge for sure There's a guy I've been following, um, Ben Greenfield, not Rob Greenfield. I've talked about him, but Ben Greenfield. Yeah. He's a biohacker. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, wait. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. Yeah. I was thinking of like something totally different when you just said that word, but, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. He talks about like just showing up like every day, whether it be for like five minutes, like for exercise or for health, um, That's huge for sure. I I think little by little, you were talking about that earlier about just showing up little by little. And I had that thought in my head about, um, about, uh, like where to start. And a lot of people start, you know, with like, oh, like change the light bulbs or get energy efficient appliances. And those are small things. It's almost like I would rather see, um, like little by little towards a bigger thing. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, like, cause, like, there's a point where there's only so much you can recycle, there's only so much plastic waste you can re- reduce. I would rather see a teeny bit by teeny bit towards something big, yeah. like plant based or um, your house size or your you know, whatever you care Mm -hmm. about, like whatever's in line with your values, you know, I don't really know why I started talking about that, but it's somehow related to what you just said. Yeah, I'm sure it (laughs) did. (laughs) No, I I like
1: that though, you know, chipping away at maybe something bigger as opposed to something that can be capped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what I think, you know, true, whether you're talking about personal growth or something like the environment that always is always changing, whether it's because we're changing it or because it's changing naturally. Like, you know, we're going to have to alter our approach, and I think that all the time about, like, plastic water bottles. I have a metal water bottle that I carry around, and I try to refill it when I can, but then sometimes I see those plastic bottles in the fridge, and I'm like, well, they've already been formed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I might as yeah. well just drink the liquid. Yeah, I in can't your, in just, your fridge? Yeah. Yeah, Like for sure. I'm just exactly. like, yeah, you know, or at the office or whatever, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, but they were already produced. Should I, oh. am I... Doing a service by not drinking that water, or should I drink it? You know, I don't know. Weird.
0: Well, especially if it's already been bought, and then I mean, you know, de- demand definitely has an impact. As you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, if you buy something, even though it's sitting on a shelf and already made, demand means you know we got to make more. All right. So it does have an effect, but yeah, it's just so not immediate that it's mm-hmm. like, ah, is this really helping? You All know, right. but. But that's really what all what it all is, you know, economically and whatnot, business wise. It's all like demand and stuff. That's huge. Yeah. And,
1: any other questions for me, dude? That that is all I have.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Well, well, thanks again for coming in, man, and bringing your own equipment, and uh, it's super. I'm so glad to have run into the uh, the bonfire and everything, yeah, the, and meeting all you guys because it's it's been so cool, like. You're you're all like doing something really cool, and you especially are facilitating like so much change and and so much like I don't know you're, you're you're shining a light on on so many good people, and I think it's huge for sure. I'm sure some days you feel like God, it's an episode every week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? It's like yeah. it's like who's listening? Um, yep. You know, like is this really making a difference? I saw your post like just as you were on your way here about. Mm-hmm. The whole seventy five percent thing. Or is it seventy five? It's up to eighty. Eight dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I think people care about your work and and more and more people will, for sure. And so that's that's huge. Congrats on on everything for sure.
1: Dude, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me. Like it is awesome as a fellow podcaster to just kinda get to like sit back and be asked the questions. I think it's it's important because it rejuvenates me. Like I've been interviewed in the past and it's always like a pleasure. It makes me, it forces me to revisit like why I even started. And so I hope that I was able to do that for you on, on the podcast that you appeared on and any additional episodes that we do together. Um, because also like, you know, you're out doing it No, no matter what people tell you, whether they agree with your mission or not, or they take value in it or not, the thing that they can't Take away from you is the fact that you're sitting down every week and you're doing a podcast episode Most people will not take action in that way. So I hope that like that at least is some encouragement of like Agree with me or not. I'm actually taking ownership of what I think and it's important, dude So I'm glad that there's like fellow people out there like that.
0: Awesome, man. Well, hey, where, where can people find you? Websites social medias Spotify's let's see
1: here Uh, so my podcast is on iTunes and Spotify it might be in a couple other places but those are the two main ones Uh, just search the Cold Shower Podcast or Cold Shower Podcast on there Uh, my website is coldshowerpodcast.com my social medias uh, in terms of Instagram you can find the podcast page at Cold Shower Podcast my personal page which I do a ton of stuff off of is at underscore Taylor Kramer uh facebook cold shower podcast twitter at cold shower pod i think i got all those right some of those i'm more like heavily involved in than others but you can track me down for sure
0: cool man well well thanks again and i hope the audience has enjoyed the we all can change slash cold sour cold shower podcast episode (laughs) right on
1: dude again thanks for
0: having me thank you see you guys okay i hope you enjoyed this episode with taylor kramer With the Cold Shower Podcast, I thought it was pretty amazing, and we'll definitely have to get him back on here, hopefully before I take off out of the country, but we'll see. Hey, if you got value from this episode, please, please, please share it around. You can also leave me a review on iTunes. That would be really helpful, an honest review. If you hate it, go ahead and say that too, but if you love it, hey, the world needs more Loving reviews, right? So thanks so much for your support in that way. If you'd like to support my work further, you can do so on Patreon. You can just pick any tier as low as the cost of a tea or $5 or $10. Yeah, so for the cost of a tea, you can keep me advertisement free. You get things in return, kind of backstories and backstage stuff, I guess, to the podcast, to my life, to We All Can Change. And you also have an influence on what I build and what I what I should share and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a more, more intimate experience. And hey, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate that. If you want to stay updated on what's new, you can do so by adding your email at the top of any page on my website, just weallcanchange.com and share your email at the top of any page. And you'll get an email every Sunday morning. It's like Eco Church. Or it's like reading the paper, like a Sunday eco-sustainability paper, except there's no paper at all because, you know, sustainability and whatnot. So, yeah, sign up there, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks again, y'all, for all your support, and I hope you enjoyed this episode with Taylor. See ya.